Blog Talk Radio. Oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life from the long arm of the Lord. Got miles to go before we sleep. Lawman is putting into my running, and I'm so far from my We will not go gently. Uh, we're going to unleash hell here in December. Oh, mama, I can hear you crying. You're so scared. Um, 
it's one game, and we don't we don't know what the what the coaches are are trying to find out. And uh, you know, our starting defense was essentially in there for the first uh, drive, or at least you know first half of the, of the quarter. So some people might be concerned that they weren't playing. But again, they don't. There's no game plan. There's no studying the other opponent. You're you're just trying things things out and uh, seeing how players respond. So. I know, uh, you know, Steeler Nation had quite a few today. I saw the comments on behind the curtain, and some of them were ready to toss in the towel already. But, uh, you know, so we'll get into it. There was definitely some good things to look at and uh, things that need to be shaped up. Absolutely, absolutely. So, interesting game, to say the least. I'm, I, I mean, starting off talking about the offense, I thought there were some – some good, you know, good and bad things that happen. Of course, I mean, anytime you take out Ben Roethlisberger and you don't put him in the game, I mean, we're playing the game without Ben Bell Brown, um, with Darius Reigns, who we'll talk about a little bit later. It's you know, it's going to be a little rough. This is really the Landry Jones show, um, for better or for worse. And I honestly thought he did. Mil- he was better than I expected. He, you know, not throwing picks. Was better under pressure. I mean, especially with um, you know the pressure that he was he was experiencing. And I, I'm honestly going into the season. I'm pretty I'm pretty comfortable with, with Jones as the backup. I am not confident, however, in the guys behind him, um, being Dustin Vaughn and Gronkowski, who may not even make it to the regular season. Um, <laughs> Gronkowski, of course, had one snap. Uh, one snap, two snaps, one snap, took it in, uh, went for a scramble, slid down, and howled off. He said he hurt up top in his hamstring, and apparently he was going for an MRI. Uh, I don't know if the results yet. I haven't seen any. But that could be serious. That could keep him out. And for a guy who has apparently been kind of struggling in training camp, not throwing anything beyond 15 yards is what I've heard, that's not good at all. What do you think about the QB group, Chris? Uh, yeah, the the same, you know, pretty much you thought. I I uh, was Landry Jones. Um, why well, didn't look great? Um, he looked like at least he belonged. He looked at least more confident, and uh, he had a drop by Hay Bay, although uh, he did come up with a nice uh, touchdown catch in the in the back of the end zone. Uh, to kind of redeem himself, but uh, much more confident in him that you know I think I'm with you. We're we're okay. He knows the offense, and again, a lot of times he, he did all he did play with the first string offensive line, if you will. A lot of the guys, as you mentioned, more there, you know, AB. Uh, so fine with him. Bruce, I think from like uh, when you had said and hearing in camp, he had gotten the fewest reps of any of the quarterbacks. Uh, I think even counting Bannon, who doesn't, you know, um, always take a lot. He's got he's given days off and was looking the shakiest. So I think he was on the, the bubble to begin with. And this injury, in the last couple of years, he's been made of glass. He couldn't get to last year with the shoulder. And so, you know, you hate to call anything too early, but uh, he was iffy to begin with. So I think his, Chances are really down to, you know, like maybe a 10% chance if you want to throw a number out there. Um, 
So yeah, well that's that's another year of uh, let's let's hope Ben doesn't get hurt. <laughs> I guess. That's right. We don't Landry Jones is who we think he is. Landry Jones would probably be a good third string quarterback, but on this team he's gonna be a second string quarterback. I know Fred was up at camp. I was watching Bruce Gradkowski and the man can't throw anything over fifteen yards anymore. I don't know if it's his shoulder. But we're gonna be looking right now. I can't see him making this team. It's gonna be Dusty Vaughn's gonna be your third quarterback and there's nothing out there that we could pick up that we're in trouble but Landry could one or two games he could come in and maybe get us one victory but I don't think Rakowski's going to make it shoulder he can't throw I can throw it 15 yards and I got I got a bad wing <laughs> yeah well uh, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens there's some there's one guy who I'm I'm just praying a miracle happens. Um, happens and he somehow comes in. That's the uh, the backup in Oakland. Um, the third string. I think it's it's uh, McGloin. Um, he has looked sharp the past couple of preseasons. And there's rumors being floated out that the Raiders are only going to keep two, and he might be released. Um, I think that would be a bad decision, and it's a just flat out dream scenario. But he has looked. Nice. Um, I believe he's a Penn State guy. Um, he's a, but am I right on that? Is he Penn State? Um, not, yeah, Matt McGoin. I was going to say, yeah, they, the, the Raiders The Raiders drafted, what was it, they, the Michigan State quarterback this year? Right. I believe. Yeah. Which was, I was a little surprised. Uh, I'm not sure. But, because uh, they have McGoin there. But, yeah, I, Right now, I don't think that's high on the Steelers' priority uh, list. You know, like they, they I, apparently they feel comfortable off of Landry Jones, so um, I wouldn't expect them to uh, be looking hard for to pick up somebody. But we'll see as as we get near the end of camp. Remember, Matt, right. Matt McGoins, if he if he gets cut. There's so many other teams looking for a backup quarterback. And for him to get all the way down to the Steelers, he's got to go through every other team that didn't make the playoffs. So yeah. I I can't see them getting a shot at him. If everyone passes on him and it gets to us at 25, 24 other, play, other teams would have to pass on him. I don't think he gets to us. You got, you got yeah, to crush you, my hopes and dreams there, though. It's just sorry. It's brutal. So, talking a little more about this pit offense, um, talk about Jones. You know, Tomlin was saying that he looked all right, but it's hard to tell because it was three and out, three and out, three and out, and you didn't get to see long sustained drives. You didn't really get to see him in the red zone often. We, the two-minute drill was a, you know, three-play drill. Um, we were not getting to really see what he's doing. He's playing with backups. It's, it, it's to be expected. Um, but maybe a little bit less so. We're hoping as we move forward. And part of the reason why we're going three and out so much was his protection, the O-line. Um, I think it starts and ends with uh, unsuspected play, unexpected play of Alejandro Villanueva. I don't think that was a bad showing. There's there's no other way to cut it. That was a bad showing from a guy who is our starting left tackle, and he has 
have much better games than that. Um, any concern moving forward, guys? What do you think? Yeah, I was disappointed. It was right off the uh, right off the bat. I mean, the first thing you saw was uh, well, you had that uh, answer to face penalty, which negated what what looked like a first down on a catch to Eli Rogers, and then got beaten badly. Um, so I think everybody expected that he, you know, considering his baptism by fire last year, he he did okay, and I think everybody expected with another year of you know, training camp and off season and working with Munch that you think he's going to move forward. And it's only one part of one game, but a little more concerned than I had before it. And I think maybe, I don't know what the final last year, they said they helped him out a lot. They have tight, tight ends, chip, and do different things. And maybe this year looking to not do that, figuring he'll progress, but uh, it would be unfortunate if he had to, if you had to go back to to use that as your plan, because then of course it it, it cuts cuts away some of your options uh, that you can use. So, not the sky is falling, but more concerned <laughs> than I had going in. And even though he hasn't been anointed a starter, he and Ryan Harris have been uh, taking turns just about every other practice, running with the first and second team, flip flopping. But uh, Harris is a is a journeyman and kind of brought in as insurance and maybe to push going the way of it. So it's not, I mean, by all accounts, it was expected for his job that his job to kind of prove that he earned it. I don't, I don't think he has quite yet. <laughs> what do you think, Chris? Or uh, I'm sorry, Stable. Thinking of Chris Stable playing for the Reds. Jeez. Oh yeah. <laughs> I have all his baseball cards too. I'm going to give the phone number now, if that's okay with you guys. Three four seven eight five zero. Eight five eight one. Ryan Harris is going to be a good backup to uh, Villanueva, but I think Villanueva is going to start. Here's what I said a couple of years ago. Everyone's saying Marcus Gilbert is such a great right tackle, but you got to remember, a couple of years ago when it was him and Adams, Mike Adams, who's now in Chicago, so you can just see how bad their offensive line is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So. It came down to they were both on the left side. Now, Gilbert couldn't make the left side, and I think he is a natural left-hander. He couldn't play the left side, so they moved him to the right side. Okay, Everyone said Mike Adams couldn't play the left side. Well, neither could Gilbert. That's why they moved him to the right side. If you would have had Mike Adams as your right tackle, that's all he can – he's a very good run blocker. Okay, So Gilbert should have been – Right now, if you want to have your best run blocker, that's Villanueva moving the right tackle and Gilbert going the left tackle. I know we're talking about two different moves, but I think that would make the team so much better because Villanueva, he would kill people in the run game and everything like that. And, Fred, you were up camp. Did you see that yeah. the Hawkins kid? I Little did. Hawkins. I got this. See him play a little bit, and um, yeah, he looks like a tackle and everything. Uh, maybe down the line, that's the guy and everything. I think Villanueva is going to. I'm sorry, there's no way Harris is going to push him unless there's an injury. We almost got. We were so close to getting the Super Bowl with Villanueva. I don't think he's going to lose the job. But you got two nice backups just in case of veteran and Harris and this Hawkins. Looks like a player to me. 
Every when I saw him up camp, he looks like a he looks like he eventually is going to be your guy. Oh, I, I'm I, glad I, you mentioned. It. I'm I'm glad you mentioned Hawkins because there has been some buzz from that big disappointment that he got injured. Um, I heard it's nothing serious. Hopefully, he can be back in this next game. Hopefully, soon. The kid needs time to develop. Everything about him coming out was that he was raw. But if he had stayed in school, maybe come, came out next year, he could have been a first, second rounder. Um, which, if that's the case, then we got a steal. So that could be the game plan. Have Big Al as a stopgap. Um, hope for the rookie moving forward, and we'll see what happens with that. It definitely, it it definitely could work. I'm I'm glad you saved me this day, but I completely forgot to mention the guest call number. And again, for everyone listening, that is three four seven eight five zero eight five eight one. Just call in, join the conversation, talk a little about the game, vent, get your anger out, express what you're happy about. Back to talking football, finally. Uh, any other real guys on the O line that stood out to you? I thought, you know, everyone else did. Did a pretty, you know, fine job. Um, if, if there's no one else, let's we can move on over towards the let's go let's go tight end group because that's that's something we got to talk about. It's not something we oh. love to talk about, but how they play is something <laughs> we got to talk about. James Jesse James Jesse James. He didn't look too hot to you guys. Um, I mean, he didn't do anything horrible. He didn't do anything Sammy Coates horrible, but he didn't stand out as someone who you can be confident about moving forward as your tight end one. Um, initial thoughts, Red. Yeah. Well, I, again, without the uh, – yeah, but that was my initial thought on Jesse James. I think he – yeah, I think he ended up a one catch, which like it was like a third and ten. They dumped a five yards so only basically, got, you know, didn't have a chance to get any more with it. The other one was like a little three yard just off the line, and it looked like he was mugged by the linebacker, but – want to call it a drop, he did appear as confident as I would have expected having a whole year in. I mean, I guess only one game. He played uh, about half the game from what I saw as far as number of offensive snaps. But I, I was expecting a little more. And you, and you don't know what they were trying to run and, and, and target. And he certainly, you know, wasn't didn't seem like he was out in the, the passing lot. But uh, a little underwhelming for me. From my standpoint, especially uh, as you alluded to earlier, the uh, the future of Darius Green is more up in the air than than we thought. So it could become a bigger issue. Just uh, quickly to the other guy, um, another tight end, Xavier Grimble. I did happen to to see, and I I saw it on when it happened on the play, and I played the replay. He did a respectable job on, on a play we've seen run many times over the last few years by the Steelers, their, their counter, uh, where he lines up as the right kind of wing back. And it was actually B.J. Finney playing right guard. And he came around and pulled to the left, and Grimble came out and kicked his guy out and had a nice seal block. So one of the biggest things on Grimble was his blocking, his up to par. And he certainly did a decent enough job there. I don't, I don't know that he's going to be a standout, but, again, with Green being who knows when coming, then certainly we may need to carry another tight that we wouldn't have before. And uh, so I don't think it was great. I don't think it was bad. It was just kind of, and they didn't show a lot, but maybe they they didn't weren't asked to show a lot. And I, I can't say 
you know, in the one game how much they did or not, but. You know what? My turn now. Jesse James looks thin to me. He looks like, I don't know how many pounds he lost, 10 to 15. Why would you lose that much? He looked like, I don't know if you guys remember Ouija Thompson, Collingsworth. Yeah. He did he did not look like he does not look like, like a tight end to me because he lost all that weight and everything. Are they trying to make him go outside? You know, almost like a <laughs> wide receiver split him out and everything. I can't see why he lost all that weight. He didn't get stronger. It doesn't look like. I mean, his arms are smaller than my arms. <laughs> I'm I I. I Doubt if I could out bench press him now and everything like that. I can't remember. I saw David Johnson. I think um, he looks like he would be the blocking tight end, or this Grimble. One of those two would be the blocking tight end. And I'm looking. I'm looking at the free agents now. I'm going to give you two names, and then I'm going to give you a third name. You're just going to just drop over with. The one is Owen Daniels. Is still out there. Good blocker, catches the ball. I mean, he blocked for Foster. The other one is that kid from Buffalo, Scott Chandler. He's a better blocker. And here it is. There's the third one. Heath coming back. What do you guys think? (laughs) Um, Did you want to take a shot at that one, Matt? Uh, It's it's, it's, – I – I don't see it happening. I'd love it to happen. People in the open thread last night on BehindTheFilter.com were talking about maybe it can happen, maybe Ben can get him to come back. But I don't think Heath is the kind of guy to flip-flop. Um, I think he's a decisive guy. He made his choice. Um, we saw him at 10 games enjoying retirement, looking like he's having a fantastic time. I don't see it happening. At the same time, um, if if what we're hearing about Green is true, that these headaches are getting, you know, they're, they're recurring, that he could, there's a report out that he could potentially retire, but I'm not buying into that until it gets more serious. Um, but if, if they end up releasing Green, of course they're going to bring someone else in. I think it could be one of those guys that you mentioned. I don't see it being Heath. Um, at the same time, just with, just like with every performance, and the first preseason game, I'm trying not to read too much into it because I know there's nerves. I know it's the first padded game in, you know, nine months. Um, everyone's making mistakes. Al's making mistakes. Coach is making mistakes. James is making mistakes. Um, and we've seen, at least from James and Big Al, we've seen them play better. We know they're capable of it. Um, so, I I'm worried, but at the same time, I, I'm trying to be optimistic moving forward and see what happens. I definitely hope the Heath comes out there. Do you, Fred? No, I, on that one, I would say not not a chance. Um, he decided, you know, I, I, he's the type of guy with his personality. I'm sure he thought about it. You know, he knows what he's doing. I'm sure he hasn't been putting in the time to work out and do that stuff he's enjoying. So, I, you know, you could win a million dollars with me if you bet that one save over because I would I would bet there's no way he'd be going back. There are two guys, Chandler, uh wasn't he cut by the uh did he play for the Patriots last year? 
Is that yeah. what he had? I yeah, remember when I, he was Buffalo, yeah. But he, I think he did play for the Patriots last year, too. He yeah. kinda, I think he caught one of the touchdowns uh, as well against us in an opening game. Gronkowski had three, and I think he had the other one. Um, so I think they caught him. So I, I thought he had some kind of injury thing. Uh, I need suffice to say that if if, uh, if Green can't play at all this year and it goes that way, we'll have to, you know, make some kind of move. But uh, we'll we'll just see what happens. That's all, you know. That's all saying that. We'll we'll see what happens. Freddie, what kind of odds you give me on Heath coming back? You're gonna put up a million, and I gotta put up what? Uh, you wouldn't have to put up much. Um, million uh, two? Okay. No, here's what I'm going with. Who's who's Heath's best friend on the team? Ben. Ben. Okay. D'Angelo Williams sends him a tweet. Hey, let's ride one more time. Let's go to the Super Bowl. You don't think if Green's as bad as we? Uh, this green thing is giving me a headache. If they're that, <laughs> yeah. if they need, if they need someone to take Green's place, you don't think the Steelers' offense is going to call Heath and say, "What do you think? Would you like to come back for one more year?" Now, training camp ends this week. He wouldn't have to come to training camp. Get him in the week after. It's not going to take him that much. I I know that's my third pick, but you know I want to win a million dollars anyway. But <laughs> man, I would I, again. I'd, I'd love for it to happen. I just I don't see it happening. Um, he, he retired. We we don't really know as far as I know the full reason um, why it kind of caught everybody off guard um, that I talked to at least and everybody in the media. I would love for it to happen. I refuse to let you get my hopes up because that's just <laughs> that even that's the best case scenario, man. That would be fantastic. Um, but we'll, we'll see what happens moving forward. We just gotta we just gotta watch, see if that was merged with James, see if he plays better, see if Greens can if Greens if Green can just you know come back, make everybody forget this ever happened. We'll see. Talking about can I give the phone number group, again? Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to give the phone number again. I want people to call in about the Heath, what they think about Heath coming back. Do we have a chance? Dial 347-850-8581. I want to hear someone talk about Heath coming back. I, I think I'm one against two on this one and everything. I need like someone to back me up. Two million. Yeah. Like you're one against two million. Guys, don't have my back on this one. Well, we'll, we'll see what happens. I also, I also want to take a quick second and just uh, just mention our sponsors and give a shout-out to Frank Walker Law, of course. And the show is also sponsored by Centerfield Smoke, the best and most unique Pittsburgh sports apparel provider for Pittsburgh fans everywhere. We'll, we'll check back in with Frank Walker Law a little bit right around when we switch to the defense. But moving to the next three wide receivers, um, good and bad, of course, uh, Heyday had that fantastic play. Um, also had a typical Hayward Bay drop on a key third down. Hayward Bay was what we expected Hayward Bay to be. He was fast, and he dropped an easy catch. Um, Sammy Coates was what we were pleading he would not be, which was the turnover machine. He, he flashed his potential. Um, 
And he was a little careless with the ball. The first play, the first fumble looked like just a solid hit from the defender. Um, and that happened. I mean, even Le'Veon Bell fumbled, and he never fumbled. The second fumble, though, you can watch it. That ball is a foot away from his body. It is uh, off to the pine height. That is low and loose. And when you hold it like that, it's gonna, you're going to fumble every time. But honestly, moving forward, Coach is the one I am least worried about. I'm not, I'm not worried at all. He has potential. On that, he had a simple curl route, and I might be making too much of this, but the curl route, he did it perfectly to me. He had a hands catch, didn't get into his body. He worked back to the ball, and he finished the play strong. We know he can run fast. We know he can do the curl route. I want to, I want to see how he progressed in this route tree. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not that worried about him at all. Um, I think he's going to do just fine. I'm happy with our receiving core going forward. That is one position group doesn't bother me one bit. What do you guys think? Yeah, and uh, on Sammy agree. I think it was just a case of, I mean, he's been having a a, a super camp and put in the work. Uh, lost weight, got in better shape, better condition. When I saw him there, I didn't have a chance to see a lot of the practice, but just the way he carried himself. To me, he came across, he was he was one of the first guys down to practice early, working a drug machine, staying after to work it. He just had the appearance of a man on a mission. And I think last night, I would personally attribute it to he wanted to show I'm the guy that can take the place of Martavis. And I think he just was trying way too hard to make something happen instead of just letting in, letting the play happen. And I think he was just fortunate, and he was trying to prove too much. And I think he, he just relaxes and plays like he can, like in Denver in the playoff game. And, you know, not a big deal, only two catches, but 60-some yards. Uh, this, if he just relaxes, I think he was trying to do way too much. Um, so, uh, yeah, if, um, if he does that, they'll be fine. The other, the other one as well was uh, another guy was Eli Rogers. Only had like the one David, guy. I think you got some background music on him. Not me. Yeah, it oh, might okay. have been me. Oh, well, I popped up when I, I turned it off. Um, but, uh, and then the other guy, Eli Rogers, um, been raided by camp, was raided about last year before he got hurt by Ben. Ben, ben likes him again. Only had the one catch, but it looked smooth and by all accounts, I mean, didn't see a lot of them, but what I saw looked Looked uh, looked good, um, and if he can return punts as well, um, I know they Tomlin says he doesn't live in his fears, but I think at the same time they'd like to get Antonio Brown off off punt returns. Um, so Eli looked all right. He didn't show a lot, but what he showed kind of confirmed um, he's a true slot receiver, which we don't really have except for AB, who can do everything. We don't have that little guy, that little pain-in-the-butt guy. When I think of a Wes Welker or I think of a Julian Edelman, and he just finds a way to get open. I think that's what Eli Rogers can, can bring. So, um, yeah, I, I don't have any real real concerns about the receivers. And Hebe is, to use Bob's phrase, and to the green, he is who we thought he is. He's fast, and he, he made a big catch, but he also drops himself. But, yeah, receivers will be fine. I'm not worried about them. Okay, I'm going to do another shocker. Darius Haywood Bay is going to be your starter. 
at the week one. No, I don't see it. Okay, wait a second. <laughs> Do elaborate. This is me elaborate talking. I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you get in. We're going to start with a three wide receiver set against Washington. Bay is your best blocker. He's your fastest wide receiver. So they're going to start him, Wheaton, and Brown. Three wide receiver set. The tight end will probably be James, and Williams will be the running back instead of the one guy coming out is Roosevelt Nixon. So I got right now my number one, you know, is going to be A.B. Then it'll be Wheaton. I think Coates and Bay are fighting for three. Whoever doesn't win goes to the fourth wide receiver, but you're almost never going to go to a four wide receiver. And then Eli Rogers is going to be the fifth guy and going to be the punt and kickoff return guy. I love him in the slot just like you did. I loved him when he was at Louisville. Ayers, I would I, go ahead. Go ahead. Ayers isn't going to make the team. He's not going to beat out. He, I seen him at the um, his pro day or something like that. He's slow. He's not going to get any faster. He's a good football player. He did that reverse. He did that in college. He runs, you know, at a, a running back sometimes. Goes out for passes. He's not going to beat Eli Rogers out. Eli Rogers is going to play good on the special teams. So there's your five wide receivers. Rodgers looked good yesterday. I, same I, would, start. I would love for you to, to go ahead and put down an offer to put down a bet on Keith coming back and Hayward Bay being the number two receiver because I would take you up on that 10 times I said he's going to start. I said he's going to start the first game. Uh, that's, go okay, that's that's more likely, just because of that, that trust factor. But so you saying that, does that mean that you think that Coates could, that what we're seeing from Coates isn't just nerves and that this could be a recurring problem, that you don't have much confidence moving forward with him? Yeah, he was that way in college. He had drops. Ryan has drops, too, and everything like that. So does, so does Bay. But Bay, Bay is the fastest wide receiver we have out there. He's going to run those deep routes. He's faster in Wheaton, and he's faster in Coates, and he's faster in Rodgers. So he's going to run the deep routes and everything to get Brown open and everything like that. So I think he's going to be – so I got $2 million up on this. I got Keith <laughs> coming back, and Ben's going to be a starter week one. Well, uh, yeah, um, I don't want to – go ahead, Matt, if you're going to say something else there. I was going to say, you better have a heck of a pension going on there, Sabo, because I'm, I'm taking you up on that. I'm going to lose uh, my house, my car, my dog. <laughs> you, might, you might lose your dog there, which, you know. Um, no, to me, I mean, the term starter is kind of, unless you're talking offensive line, you know who the starters are, and a quarterback and a quarterback. But with the wide receivers, unless you're talking number one, which, you know, is Antonio Brown. Yeah. The way they use the way they use the different personnel groupings, starter is a relative term. So you can, like you said, you can kind of hedge on that. The, the Steelers run their uh, eleven personnel, the three wide receivers, mm-hmm. the, by far the most. I, I, I saw the, the numbers on it just last week. It's about sixty-five percent of the time 
that's their easily their most predominant thing. So you're going to have more than likely, as I agree with Sable, that you know the the, the third wide receiver is going to be between Hay Bay and Coates. And yep. uh, Hay Bay, you're right on both. He's the fastest still, um, fastest wide receiver we got. And he's also, again, I agree, the, our best blocking wide receiver in by, by far. So he he brings a lot. And like you said, last year Ben hit him hit him early in the season when when Bryant was suspended. Remember against the Niners, he right after a turn, a short punt or turnover, one play, bam, thirty yard touchdown on 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 a post. Hit him against Cleveland towards the end of the year. So you're right, he still. He utilizes deep speed, so you were right just about everything. So that second one, I'm not, I'm not betting it. You were right on with all those. And I think with if you want to go with what you said about Rogers versus Ayers, they like Rogers. The thing about Ayers, I, I agree, he's a good football player, can bring you some stuff, but he's such a similar player to Rogers that you, you don't need to keep two. They yeah. both do the same. They both do the same thing. They're both shifty little guys that can return punts and play in the slot. So. There's really not a need for two, and I agree that right now they're so high on Rogers. Ben, if, if, if Ben likes you and wants to throw you, you're going to be on the team. Well, here's here's my third thing. Ayers is going to make the practice squad. He's a practice yeah, oh, squad yeah. guy. Oh yeah, certainly, certainly. If if they cut him and he clears waivers, which. Uh, you know, that's the only risk you take there. Yeah, and whenever you cut him, you got to clear the waivers. But, I mean, he's a six-round draft pick. So, you know, it's not like, you know, uh, so it's likely that he will. And, yeah, he, he'd likely make the team. And like I said, he didn't blow anybody away with his combine speed or anything like that where somebody might go, hey, look at this guy. He's getting out there. So, yep, I, I agree. I did like the reverse. And he almost seems like – with the fact that he played running back a little bit in Houston, he does those little things. He almost almost fits into one of those little Haley special toy categories like Chris Rainey and and uh, the, the other little the little uh, diminutive Archer. guy. Uh, Archer. Yeah, Dre uh, Archer. He almost fits into that category, you know. Not quite, but he's that type of player. But uh, yeah, I agree. Probably practice squad for Ayers. If anyone wants to call us on the Bay thing too, they can call three four seven eight five zero eight five eight one. So we got a yeah. Someone wants to talk about the Bay, my stupidity with Heath coming back. <laughs> there's there's got to be people angry about this game from yesterday. <laughs> I mean, I, unless yeah. they got all their anger out on on the on, on me. On, you're not mad at the Steelers. Get mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> one one more thing on Rodgers. I don't know if y'all heard this. Um, I believe it was Ed Duchette who tweeted out. Um, I'm guessing. I'm pretty sure that was. Todd Haley called him the best slot receiver that he has ever had, which, wow. I mean, you you just don't hit it. So if, if Haley says that, it's done. He's making the team. You're not going to release the best slot receiver you've ever had. So I agree completely. He's making the team. Ayers gives the practice squad. He is anything like the the other you know shifty gadget players that Haley brought in the range, the archers. Keep him on the practice squad. Don't get him on the field because we <laughs> have enough of those. We want no more of those. Um, all right, guys, moving 
on from wide receivers to the running backs. And that should finish out our offensive segment. Running backs. I mean, it was kind of what I expected. Toussaint looks pretty good. Uh, no fumbles. Thank you for that, Toussaint. Um, and I don't know was kind of what we expected. Richardson had, you know, maybe the most impressive day. I think definitely the most impressive day of our running backs. Uh, he had burst. He had good footwork. He had decisiveness, ability to get around to the edge. Um, he's someone who I definitely, definitely want to watch moving forward. At the same time, I don't see them keeping um, another. But you would have to beat out Toussaint to make the roster, I think, because you got Bell, you got Williams, you got Rosie Nix. That's three, and then you got either Toussaint or it looks right now like Richardson. So they're not keeping five running backs. That's not happening. So, and I personally don't don't think he's gonna beat out Toussaint, but we'll see what happens. What do you guys think on the running backs? What do you think? Yeah, I um, like I said, Toussaint, yeah, he was in there. He wasn't in there a lot. Uh, he actually did well on special teams, which, again, makes him uh, valuable. I'm a little surprised they had him as, not to talk about his running, but he, they have him as the returning kicks because uh, he's not particularly fast or shifty or anything, and he had a couple of decent returns, but surprised that they, they had him doing that. Um, he's proven what he, what he can do. He's a tough guy. I like him. I don't think he has any particular burst or anything. He's going to get you what the offensive line gives him. He'll get that, but he runs hard. He can catch, and he did well in pass detection. So, moving to that with Richardson, yeah, he showed the burst. He showed he had some nice runs. Um, I'm not sure. He's been in the league a little bit, played for the Rams. Um, I'm not sure why he got cut. My thing, I mean, if Bell's suspension holds up, they're going to need to keep at least three on the roster, you would figure. So Richardson seems to be that third, at least right now. The only thing, I didn't get a chance to see him much cause in uh, to see how he did in pass protection. Because for me, my number one thing, like I said, was Toussaint. He's the real number three. My number two running back, you got two jobs, hold on to the ball and pass protect. And anything you do after that is bonus. Honestly, I mean, for what you come in, that's all we expect of you. So that's the only thing I didn't see on Richardson I don't know about. But other than that, yeah, I think he's he'll likely make it with Bell being out and he'll probably try to put him on the practice squad after that. And the other guy is that little guy that uh, he got in for the end of the game, uh, Brandon Brown Deuce, that uh, Tomlin refers to as Mercyhurst because that's where he played. Um, Here. Um, and uh, he he didn't get a chance to do a lot. He's uh, he's little. He's he's less than five eight, and that might be uh, stretching it. Um, but um, so hard to say. He didn't get a chance to do a lot. But uh, yeah, I think Richardson looked looked really good running the ball. Yeah, I think uh, Tucson's going to make the team, and so is Richardson. We, we forgot about Bell is going to be missing for four games. So they're going to have Toussaint and Richardson are going to both be in at least for the first four games and everything with Knicks and Williams and everything. But here's something about Richardson not too many people know. His rookie year, he, he was my fantasy pick in, my rookie, in his rookie year. I had him on my team. Wow. I, I can't believe it. 
he gave me like four. That first year he was good. He had 400 yards and everything. I, I He's going to make the team. It's going to be him and Tucson uh, and Richardson the first four games. After that, whoever's playing better. Tucson, I, I don't know if that fumble is going to affect him that much and everything, but he said he's not sleeping right after that fumble. And I think he's your third guy, and I think Richardson's your fourth. I think Tucson is a better blocker than Richardson. So there's your running backs. And and that kid from uh, Mercyhurst up in Erie, he looked okay. He looked like a little jitterbug. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he did yeah, he's short, but he's, yeah. he's listed. At, he's listed at two hundred pounds, which means he's he's not. You know, he's got some meat on him. So, um, but uh, you kind of root for those guys. But I don't. I don't know what his chances are. Practice by the best, probably. I, I don't root for him. Anyone smaller than me is not going to play in the NFL. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know how tough it was for me. He ain't making it. He, it may be practice squad. Here we go with another practice squad guy. Yeah, I don't well. think. No. Yeah, the, the backs look good. There, there's no question that the Steelers are making sure we never have to suffer through another playoff game with Josh Harris and Ben Tate and Dre Archer as a running back. <laughs> oh, God. We, uh, I mean, top to bottom, I think we would take um, we would take any of the guys we have right now over any of them. That was just something that never should have happened. They're, I mean, give them credit. They, they fixed the problem. They're, they're bringing in young guys. Williams is Probably the best free agent signing um, in the NFL last year. Um, definitely great. one of Colbert's best. It was yeah, great, great, great signing. Um, so Compton with the backs moving forward. About to switch over to defense. Want to take a minute and get a word from our sponsor, Frank Walk. Smart or stupid? <laughs> Those strobing lights in your rear view, that flashlight shining in your face. License, registration, and insurance, please. The little adventure you're about to have with this guy? Uh, I'll need you to step out of the vehicle, please. Okay, so you've done something stupid. Fix it with a smart move. For DUI or criminal defense, call Frank Walker of frankwalkerlaw.com. He knows his way around a courtroom. 412-532-6805. 412-532-6805 or frankwalkerlaw.com. Of course, our sponsor, Frank Walker Law, top criminal defense firm to call in Western Pennsylvania and West Virginia, and home to one of the nation's top 100-ranked trial attorneys in Frank Walker. Our show is also sponsored by Centerfield Smoke, the best and most unique Pittsburgh sports apparel provider for Pittsburgh fans everywhere. Check out their website, centerfieldsmoke.com. And one more time, the phone number to call in is 347-850-8581. That's 347-850-8581. Got a bunch to talk about. First football first football game in pads in a while. It's the first one of the year. We're excited about it. Coming, getting the conversation as we move on to the defense. But if you got offense to talk about, got one talking about Sabres Crazy East idea, talk about Sabres uh, Bay, talk about whatever, just call in. And let's get going. All right, guys, defense. Um, this is really if offense, you know, had some had some bad spots. Defense definitely had some bright spots. Um, pretty much, I mean, you can name someone who stood out from, you know, front to back. I thought the D-line had good pressure. I thought guys like Hargrave um, stood out. Ricardo Matthews was the opposite of Cam Thomas, which was to say that he was good. 
Um, they we I'm comfortable with them. They they look good. Um, you know, of course with Cam and Tua not out there, it wasn't the dynamic off of that dynamic defensive line that we expect. But as far as our backups go, they did a lot better than I thought they would be. Hargrave had pressure. Um, he played the run well. He looked like I thought um, the most impressive rookie out there ahead of you know Davis or anything like that. So, what do you guys think? Initial thoughts on the D line? Yeah, woohoo! Finally, we get to talk about uh, a, a rookie draft pick that can make an impact, and we haven't had that in a few years. Um, Hargrave, from from before the draft, if we followed it on behind the still curtain, and he was a guy that a few guys, uh, Tier ninety four, and took, had talked up, and you looked at him, and and then we actually drafted him in the third round. I was so excited, and all the all the talk at camp, and I saw him out the show this year at the training camp. Had a chance at the Friday night lights. We're right down near the goal line. They have to be running at the five yard line, one on one, offensive line, defensive line. And his first rep against B.J. Finney, who, by the way, has been looking really good. They liked him last year anyways. It happened so fast, I turned to my daughter, and we were like, holy, he got, I don't know, somehow got under Finney, turned him, and flipped him, and ragdolled him. And it was like, wow. And I saw another rep when we were watching at camp. And in the game, yeah, you, you watch versus the run. He's on the one, he swam past the guy, hit the back in the backfield. You saw the pressure several times on the on the near interception in the red zone. I think Vince Williams tipped and Shamarco could get. He was right in the quarterback's face. I saw him anchor, uh, which I think the biggest question mark on him and the area is probably going to need to improve most is playing right over zero tack, no tackle. Can he, you know, handle the double teams and anchor? But he, so thrilled, and this is the guy that Christina, when we were camp, was worried about me because when the, when the players come up after practice, you can't. Sometimes they don't they don't they don't have their number jersey on, so if they're new or you don't have a familiar face, you can't tell who's who. But as it turned out, it was Hargrave. He's caught, but he turned around. And I saw his distinguishing feature, which is his natural leverage. I said, oh, that's Hargrave. So then she, she was kind of worried. I was taking pictures of a guy's butt. But anyways, <laughs> I, this guy has it. I, I have no doubt. He, he's coming. He, he's thrilled. I've never been more excited around a first-round pick in a while. And like you said, Ricardo Matthews, people were worried. Oh, we got another defensive lineman from San Diego, another Chan Thomas. No, he played with energy in San Diego. He played with energy last night. He was getting penetration. Like you said, we play our nickel 70% of the time. And Hargrave and Matthews, Matthews when he was in San Diego, played San Diego played a similar defense where they had their guys lined up as the three tech or the one tech, which is what we do with two and Hayward. So two guys that can give our two studs some breeders who are not playing 90% of the snaps like last year. So, Walton and the other guys, uh, I think Walton and Kashad Lyons will be fighting it out for the sixth defensive line spot. I didn't see a tremendous amount from either. I didn't see them get embarrassed, but I, I didn't see a lot. But a lot to be excited about between uh, Hargrave in particular and, and uh, Ricardo Matthews. 
I think Hargraves is going to start over McCullers. McCullers didn't even look too bad uh, yesterday and everything. Uh, but who impressed me was Ponytail, Ricardo Matthews. Yeah. That's what I saw first on his was his ponytail. And I said, this guy keeps on making plays. Maybe I was just looking at the ponytail. But just like <laughs> Pat said, he, all three of these guys, including Walton, are better than Cam Thomas and everything. So you're, who's going to be your nose tackle? You're, we know who one and two is. Hargraves, McCullers, Matthews, and Walton. That's your top six. That's a heck of a defensive line. I mean, if anyone gets hurt, let's say even Hayward gets hurt, Hargraves moves in, Ricardo Matthews, that's, that's not that bad of a defensive line. The other way, too, it gets hurt, same way, Hargraves moves in with Matthews. Um, I, there's, there's a drop-off, but it's not like it was last year when Cam Thomas had to come in. All of them yeah. look good. That's not a bad defensive line. Just, uh, just I want to wait until I forgot about McCullough. McCullough looks okay. He did what he does where, you know, he just basically is going to uh, bull rush. The thing that I was, uh, that if I want to say surprised me about McCullough, they had him in certain packages playing in the nickel, playing the same type of, like, uh, three-tech with the nickel. And, and I was surprised, and I saw the snap count, how long they kept him out there. He played uh, just over 50% of the snaps. So I, and I could tell by the end he was looking a little gassed and maybe the Steelers were just trying to see how conditioned he was. Because, you know, big guys, they can't usually play a lot of snaps. But that's the thing that surprised about me, how many snaps McCullough's got and the fact that they used him in the nickel were generally big, big hoss like that. You know, he's coming out and you bring the, the pass rushers in. But, no, I agree. We're we're in much much better shape than we were last year. So, absolutely, absolutely. And it was, I mean, it was fun to watch. Um, it it made you excited to see pressure from backups, and because Cam Hayward will never admit that he wants to get off the field, but the the guy <laughs> needs some break sometimes. So does to it. And if one of them gets injured, like Tua did last year. And we can't just have the Kansas City Chiefs run all over us all game long. So I, I'm confident. I, I, I feel great about this moving forward. I'm excited to see um, what they do next week and what they start doing in the regular season. Another group I'm excited about, although we didn't get to see all of them, is the linebackers. Um, breaking news, in case you guys didn't know, James Harrison is good at football. The guy <laughs> is a monster. Um, he's that was nuts. I mean, you're, you're resting guys like uh, like Jarvis and, and Hayward and Stewart and 38, 39-year-old James Harrison is in there, first series, gets around the tackle, strips and sacks uh, Matt Stafford, and uh, it's just Debo being Debo. He's, he's made that Tomahawk move, his move, and he's been doing it on, on QBs for 10-plus years, and he looks great. Um, I was disappointed when he could see Jarvis, disappointed when he could see Bud. Uh, I was telling Fred yesterday, it was like, we got a Christmas present because we got football, but I can't open it. And I got to wait, at least a week to see, you know, the guys I really want to see. But linebackers looked good. Shazier, Pops, 
literally was making plays in the backfield, popped out on the screen, popped the running back in the backfield. Shazier was doing Shazier things. He looks dynamic. Um, what do you guys think? What do you think of our linebackers? Yeah, like you, I was I was uh, disappointed we didn't get to see. Hopefully, see if Jarvis can do something else. He's out against Trump, but can he step up the pass rush? And of course, Bud. I mean, he's better condition. He lost he lost weight. Has been working uh, on uh, technique and use of his hands, which is what he needs because he has that hit off. But the second half of last year, the, they figured out that's what he's got, and then they they stopped it. Uh, another guy that I was hoping to see, he did play. But I was hoping to see more from who's been having a fantastic camp and impressing people was Chicolo. And uh he didn't didn't do a lot. It was kinda quiet. I was expecting to see more. He's been uh he on that uh when I was a camp, that Friday night uh backs on backers drill. Um uh, and that was right down there to go. I got to see both of those and Tomlin was very enthused about that drill. He ran the drill himself. And uh, after Chicolo was beating player after player, he yelled out, can anybody block Chicolo? And finally, <laughs> DJ David Jonathan came and took him. So yeah, a lot expected and was hoping to see more. And uh, it was, you know, uh, Joey Porter, PZ is high on him. And Chicolo was saying he, he loves it because this is what he wanted to play, his linebacker. And he made him play defensive end and tackle down in Miami. And, and he was a linebacker coming out of high school. So he said he's loving it. He loves his coaches. He's learned a lot. And I was just kind of like, ah, and it didn't. So just, just disappointed to see him from him. Yeah, Shazier did Shazier things, and Sam, Sam looks fine. A guy that also looked good in camp and uh, played all right, had some plays in the backfield and broke up a pass was LJ Ford, um, who we picked up last year. He's been kicking around for a couple of years, practice squad guy and special teams guy. But he has a good shot. Uh, I think it's going to be – Obviously, the three inside linebackers uh, are set with Timmons, Cesar, and BW, and it's just who's going to probably fill the last two spots um, out of uh, Fort Stephen Johnson, who was the uh, free agent signing from Tennessee, mostly special teams guy, and then Dirty Red Matikavich. So, um, but I was impressed with Fort. So linebackers and of course Debo. Yeah, the only thing I was disappointed as they kept making third down conversion, third down conversion, and then Debo had the strip sack and looked at my daughter. It's like, that's great, but we're hoping to see somebody else do something. We know Debo could do it. And the fact that it shouldn't be illegal for him to go up against a rookie tackle. That was just, he, he was <laughs> on him. But. That looks like our deepest uh, position, the linebackers. You got Shazier, he's your best linebacker. Harrison's your second best. There is no way anyone's going to beat out Harrison for the line outside linebacker position. I I say Jarvis Jones isn't is our fourth best outside linebacker at best. I think oh, Chicolo might wow. even beat him out this year. It's going to be Dupree, Harrison, then the inside linebacker is going to be Shazier. And are you ready for another shocker? Vince Williams is going to start over Timmons. Here, oh, man, you are, I'm going now. You are just throwing out these, these predictions. 
Timmons is going on his last year of the contract. He's not going to be back. Williams is a free agent, too, but it's going to come a lot cheaper. I like what I saw of Vince Williams yesterday. I like what I saw of Vince Williams last year. It's going to be very close between him and Timmons and everything. Chicolo will probably be the – is he going to be the fifth or the fourth outside linebacker? I mean, where's Travis Feeney? I liked him in college. He's hasn't, not going to hasn't make this. hardly practiced. He hasn't yeah. hardly practiced. Um, yeah. Dis- disappointed there, you know, waiting to see what he might be able to do. He kind of is in between. He, he really liked to play outside linebacker, but you figured even if he could, with his athleticism, uh, help on special teams or something, yeah, don't know anything about him right now. He's kind of in limbo. Um but agree with you on Vince Williams and Timmons next year for for sure. I think Vince Vince brings it, man, and he's he's great. He's got an attitude. He's physical. He's what you want in a buck linebacker. And his so-called lack of coverage skills have been greatly over exaggerated. He does fine in coverage. He's got no problem. Um, he's not that bad in coverage. I'm telling you. No, we, he's not. <laughs> we can make some trades. Zumwalt ain't gonna make the team. Him, Stevie Johnson, the special teams ace. I can't do you see him beating out who to make this team the fourth inside linebacker. Well, that's why I said they'll probably keep five. And uh, I the only thing with Johnson, and I think they just kind of fell into it when I was talking to him the other day about him making it or not. It's rare, and I agree with you. I don't know, he, he, he's on the bubble, I don't know if he's going to make it. But it's rare that the Steelers sign a free agent, albeit, you know, no big name, that doesn't make the team. Usually when they sign them, they, they make the team, but there's always the first time. I agree with you. It's, it's going to be close because that Matikiewicz guy, um, uh, another guy they like to pull for, I watched to see him come in, and the, the first play he had a nice tackle on a little, little screen or swing pass, but then the next play and a, a run to the opposite side, he ran around the tackle to the outside of the back cut back in. So he still got a, he still got a ways to go to prove it, but I think I think his hat's in the ring there. He looks like he was calling the defense. He was telling people where to go. I mean, a rookie would be doing that. I know <laughs> it's going to be the middle linebacker has to make those calls. In all these years, Lawrence Timmons was calling the plays in Shazier now. Is calling the plays. Yep. I mean, and I think of Vince Williams when he was in there. I think he was calling the plays too from the linebacker position over Timmons. I'm not positive, but almost. Yeah. I mean, you, L.J. Fort looked good. I can't see him making. He's got to be some trades. You're going to be cutting well, some good ball players. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, there's there's no question that inside linebacker is our deepest position, and that's saying something after losing Spence and Garvin, and we um, give credit to the Steelers. They retooled and re-upped, and some would say even uh, we even improved. Uh, I don't know about that, but it's, it's a debate to be had. We are oh. pretty set inside linebackers. My only problem with, it, with the backers is how Butler uses them sometimes. I can't 
it hurts me to see Devo covering Marvin Jones, you know, 10-plus yards down the field um, <laughs> and expecting them to do something. And they do what he does with Vince Williams, too. Vince Williams is 10, 15 yards back in coverage. And that's just – that's not his strong suit. Don't do it, Butler. It hurts me. Don't do it. You got it. He does it all the time. It's, it's one of my pet peeves, guys. I'm going to vent about it until he stops it. Um, because on that pass to Marvin Jones, that's Jones, right? So, yeah, yeah. Marvin Jones. Yeah. Um, he had that great, you know, toe tap and catch on the sideline. Gay was in good cover, but Gay is behind him. Gay's job is to make sure you know, he doesn't get beat deep. James Harrison is underneath, and he's down, you know, 10 plus yards down the field. And he doesn't even jump for it because he just has no chance. Um, and, you know, we saw Lawrence Timmon get absolutely destroyed by Jordan Cameron a few times uh, a couple of years back. That is my biggest pet peeve of our inside linebackers. Not saying well, they, they can't. <laughs> go ahead, man. Go ahead. No, I just say, I, yeah, I, I remember Marvin Jones said, I, I, I don't have the whole field view to know, but, I mean, it just depends on there to what what defense they're calling, and, and if it's one where the outside backer being Debo there has to buzz out to the underneath, and he drops in, and uh, and when Gay was playing deep, he just they just hit him in a pocket. But and I know sometimes that you know the tight ends have to carry him down the scene, but that I I hear you, Matt. But that happens with every defense. But look at the Panthers with their linebackers. One of the reasons. People, you know, the the Legion of Boom, and then they got those great defensive backs. But one thing that makes their their defense, pass defense, so effective, they ran. Of course, it's a little different scheme than LeBeau ran, but they run primarily a cover three, which what LeBeau ran. And the the key there is the linebackers can cover underneath and tighten those windows underneath. So it's just a, a fact of life that sometimes your linebackers and you gotta gotta cover, and if they occasionally get put in a spot where it's not to their advantage. <laughs> and then and Marvin Jones matching up near Debo is not to our advantage, but it happens. Freddie, I was watching that play, and to me it looked like, and I, I think you said that too, that Harrison was out in the flat and dropped a little bit farther back because he did see Gay on that side not coming up fast enough and everything well, like I don't think right. Harrison wanted to go that deep. No, and what you do is like if you're in you're in the flat, and if there's nobody challenging you in the flat, you just yeah. uh, you just depth, keep drop yeah. them, get depth. So I think yeah. it just it just hit there. Um, yeah. Although if you remember last year, to bring your mind to me, last year against the Chargers in the Charger game, now you're getting flashbacks here. It's not good. People talking right at the end of the half, the Chargers were driving down and trying to get more points, and Debo saw the play coming. And he buzzed out. They, the, the Chargers had, like, you know, time for one or two plays, and he mm-hmm. tried to hit Danny Danny Woodhead out in the flat, and Debo went out and broke it up. So he, he does his job out there once in a while. Yeah. So All right, agrees. that was just my uh, – Everyone Most agrees is what? going to be your guy. Anyone think Jarvis Jones is going to either start or be the third guy on the outside? I – I think he's going to start. I know they said they they said and they said it last year that, that I've heard talk from uh, Joey Porter that they they want to kind of decrease the the rotation they had going last year. Um, my 
if they want to save Harrison last year, even though they rotated, when you look at the breakdown and the splits in the fourth quarter, it was Harrison playing. It wasn't Jones. So whoever you want to call the starter, when it came out of punch, most percent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, But I would love, and this is what I was hoping before last night, and hoping to see Chico do something. I would love for Chicolo to go and give the make the coaches a tough decision, like you said. Does Chicolo, the third guy outside, uh, I mean Jones, does does, does Chicolo play well enough that the coaches have a choice to make between the two? I'd love for that to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, hope you know, best situation Jarvis and you know not getting his option picked up. Uh, he proved something this year, but. Uh, he's had flashes. I mean, he had he had a strip sack in the playoff game against the Bengals, going around Wentworth, who's one of the best left tackles in the game. Um, but uh, you know, I don't know. We'll we'll see. There's a lot of stuff that needs to be seen. Fred, in his career, you're good at um, numbers and everything. How many sacks Jarvis Jones have? <laughs> Off the top of my head, I think he's got five. Five, five exactly in his career. Can you believe that? <laughs> I, can, not, I can believe it. And if I'm if I'm Jarvis and I do not start this year, I am mad. I am insanely mad because you've been taking me off the field on third down since I got here. And what I do is I rush the passer. Hey, if I'm Jarvis and you're going to again sit me in my contract year, I'm going to be mad as all hell, especially if it's for Chick-fil-A <laughs> or something like that. The guy, people are clear. Why wasn't he mad three years before this and everything? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure he is. But when when you're getting benched for Debo, um, or when you're, when you're taking him out and putting Debo in a third down, you're going to have low sack numbers if you're Jarvis, Jarvis Jones. I don't know. I'm Just a like Jarvis Jones said, advocate. I would love to it to come down between Jarvis Jones and Chicklow. Oh, oh, here's the right. AV money. Oh. Oh, would I love that. Are we going to do defensive backs? Are we going to have time or what? Yeah, we're going to move on to defensive backs, and from there we'll probably end the shots for that. So, DBs, this was, I mean, ups and downs galore all over the field. Um, the ups, you know, of course, being Duran Grant. Um, where the heck did this guy come from? I mean, he was cut last year in the practice squad and then signed back. He, I mean, everybody had low if any expectations of this guy moving forward, we kind of forgot this is a fourth round draft pick. Saying, you know, he'll go to safety, he'll be a backup there, we'll see what happens. Grant surprised me. Um Shamarco Thomas surprised me. Uh he surprised me by the fact that he didn't interfere on a on a punt or anything like that, which is a vast <laughs> improvement for Shamarco. Um he looked better. I mean they were he had opportunities to get a pick, um just tipped the wrong way. Um Grant of course had a pick six. And what impressed me even more than that was his tackling. His tackling was solid. I mean, out in the yeah. flats, um, bringing down guys um, inches and, and bigger than him, and he got tens of pounds on him. He was nice. Um, what I'm a little bit concerned about is Cockrell, um, because we're counting on him so much, and he had some good coverage at times. Um, other times, you know, he, was, he was getting beat. He was getting beat by lines receivers that aren't anything super special. So I'm a little bit concerned about Taco, not overly concerned, but excited as everything about Grant um, and to a lesser extent, uh, Schmark Thomas. 
We're ready for us. Uh, yeah, exactly. Now with uh, Grant, and um, I'll I'll just start because I had to get this out. Um, I the on the um on the NFL Network last night, they had the Steelers broadcasters, and it was Charlie Batson, his partner, and both he and then at halftime they had uh, uh, Art Rooney talking, and both both the announcers and Art Rooney referred to Grant as Doran Grant. And I didn't know the way his name is spelled. Is it Doran? Is that how? So I got it. When I was at training camp, got a chance to meet Grant. And I asked him, I said, hey, I don't know how to pronounce your name. And he, how does it, how do you pronounce your name? And he laughed and he said, just think of Duran Duran. So it's, so for anyone who has any doubts, I got it right from the horse's mouth. It's wow. Duran, it's Duran Grant. It, it doesn't kind of spell like that, but, uh, all the all the Steeler guys are saying saying it incorrect, but he told me himself. So, um, so I was thinking that when he had, yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, the tackling more than anything, uh, I was impressed with bring bringing physical. And that's what you need if you're going to be a Steelers corner. Um, so that more than an interception. I mean, the interception, he was in the right place at the right time. And even though the fact he wore number 24, he didn't have Ike Taylor's hands. He was able to secure it and uh, and get the touchdown. His dance. Yeah, not quite a Willie Gay number, but um, no, impressed with him. Uh, and like like you, Shamarco, uh, I think the best I've seen him. Not there's not that that's saying much, but um, he seemed to be active. He can always hit. And on one thing, I know people that one blown coverage where he got the 28 yard touchdown, whatever it was, when the, the, the safety blitz was there. It was actually Grant that blitz. That was on Grant. Uh, they showed the clip. I watched it. Uh, they were supposed to be in man one, man man to man with one safety deep, which was golden. And if you watch on the replay, Grant didn't get the call or he missed it. He blitzed. He wasn't supposed to. You watch the replay after after the touchdown. Shamarco was walking over, putting up one finger like we're supposed to be in man one. So that was not on Shamarco. People were thinking, oh, she didn't get over. It wasn't on him. Grant got the wrong call. So. Uh, um, yeah, another guy hoping to say excited to see uh, SD Sean Davis, best delivery, you know. Um, and of course, with the injury to Golson, he's been taking a lot of the uh, first team snaps in the slot, even though he's drafted more to play safety. Um, so he started in the slot last night. Kind of a rough, <laughs> rough welcome to the NFL. The old veteran Anquan Bolden spun him around. You saw it. Davis got turned around, and then to top it off, couldn't make the tackle and bounced off uh, Bolden. So a rude uh, welcome to the NFL. But uh, he did he did have some nice run fills. That you know, I think the I think he'll be all right. He just got to learn the. Uh, I think we're going to see with him though, which I with the Golson injury the domino effect because Golson was lining up the Barrett Block guy. He was running with the ones Willie Gay had nothing but great things to say about him. So then when you could take Davis, if you can use Golson's side, you could do Davis once he gets more familiar and they were playing him in different spots. So I think that means they want to you can use he becomes like a wild card. We can use him wherever. We can put him as a six the dime back. We can we can put him in a spot. Using a strong taking and blitz him. Now when you use Golson and if Davis is forced in the slot, it just kind of it limits your it limits your, uh, I guess, options, so to speak. So um, that's the domino effect uh, going on there. Although Montel Gardner, who got in later, I didn't get a good chance to see where he had. He, 
he started taking some snaps in the slot in training camp. Uh, so Davis, not great, but he, he he got in there. I think he'll be fine. He's got he's got the the physical tools. Um, so overall. Uh, you see all the yards we gave up and last night. I don't worry too much about that. The guys were active. Uh, they played fast. Um, if put this way, if 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 big if, but if Shamarco and if Duran Duran can give us something, that's a bonus. I don't think anybody was expecting. So uh, overall, pretty positive. Golden's a starter. I don't think Sean Davis beats him out. Duran Duran Grant, as you put his name, um, <laughs> had seven tackles. If he did have the wrong call and he blitzed, he got there late. If Samarco sees that he is blitzing and doesn't pick up the guy, whose fault do you think that is? I'm seeing the play in front of me. Grant blitzes. Guy flashes open. Marco doesn't see anyone in his zone and doesn't come up that fast because we were in man. No, he was it, no. Chamarco, I watched what you know. Chamarco had man-to-man coverage on uh, it was either the tight end or the spot guy. He was running with him, and then he tried to peel off once he saw the. So okay. Uh, I mean, it was I, not I was much listening to Grove. I didn't. I didn't yeah. see it. Sean Davis looked good. He's a great tackler. Uh, just like you said, Bolton spun him around every which way, you know, and everything. Uh, here's the breaking news. Smarco did not look too bad. Just like you said, that's about the the best he played since I since I remember and everything. He might he might make it tough. It might come down to Grant or Smarco to see which one makes the team and everything. Cockrell was okay. He's probably going to be your starter. Uh, until Artie Burns is ready, which I I don't know if that will ever happen this year, but I I think it's going to have to. But I don't know. The, they didn't look bad. I was looking for that Donald Washington. I didn't see him too much, and that uh, yeah. Gardner. I didn't see too much of them and everything like this. I was listening to the, um, Hillgrove. Uh, okay. I was doing the radio, and then today when I got home, I watched it on television. That was. Charlie Batch and uh, Bob Pompiani. He's, you know, yeah, doing, okay. Doing the, they were doing the game, so I saw that. But it's tough to listen to Hillgrove and see what's going on and everything like that. And they got Craig Wolfley's on the sideline. I, I don't even know why he's there. I mean, Tunch Elkin tries his best, but I, I don't know why <laughs> Wolf. You can't get – you're watching – you're listening to the game. I have no idea. You know, with the with the play because when they go to tackle him, who got injured? Was it uh, Gorkowski? Gorkowski gets injured, so Wolfley's on the sideline. They go to him, and he said something like, uh, "What happened to him?" He goes, "He got injured." <laughs> okay. Maybe I missed it. I, maybe I missed the whole sentence that he said before that. But yeah, I know that too. I don't know. I mean, I like it's, listening uh, to them when I'm watching the game. Yeah, I think if it's not a big big name doing it, I'd rather listen to Hillgrove and Tunch do it. But Wolfley doesn't give me too much. Sorry, that's a. Cool it's interesting that you mentioned uh, Sean Davis' tackling ability. That's what was frustrating me. Um, 
yesterday was I, I was I was yelling at my TV wrap up wrap up because I mean he was laying his shoulder he was giving a hard hit putting his shoulder yeah, down and um, the guys were yeah like Bolden was bouncing off of him um, and then he did it again later in the game um, but that's that's an easy fix I mean that's just wrapping up that's just technique um, I'm I'm not again I'm really worried about Davis at all like that. Um, I mean, he wasn't as flashy as Grant or anything, but again, first game, we'll see what happens moving forward. All right, guys, we are running down on time. Uh, final thoughts of the game um, before we head out of here? Uh, well, just just like I said, uh, don't 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 read too much into it. You don't know what the the coaches are are looking to to garner out of it. Certain guys they want to see play certain. Uh, the one thing I was going to mention about the corner of Torsen, I noticed a lot of, they ran like a series of corner blitzes. They were like hot. And I think that they, I heard they were doing it more in camp. So just look to see them do that more this year. I, I, I heard they were doing it more in camp. So just like that, that's, uh, they're, they're trying stuff out. So I don't read too much into it. They're trying different things than just beta testing. That's it. My final thoughts are on the special teams. I cringed when Bosworth, Bosworth <laughs> tried to make that tackle and everything. And, wow, it was really good to see that Will Monday punt. <laughs> yeah, I think, Barry, I think Barry's got it wrapped up with a couple 60-yarders. Yeah. Yeah, that was nice. That was, that was surprising. And I, I heard a report out of camp that he had – one day where he booted an 80-yarder, like a legit 80-yard punt. Um, he looks good. It's, he looks like his job is safe. All right, guys, as the clock is winding down, um, I'm going to go ahead and sign off. So that's it for the first edition with a new name of Black and Gold NFL Recap. Uh, we'll be back with you all next week. Uh, Colin, so for Matt, Sabo, and Fred, we're signing off. want to, of course, wish D'Angelo Williams a happy birthday. And we will talk to you all next week. Have a good one, guys. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. There's a time and a place for black and white, like when you're learning to play piano, or when you want a big two-toned cookie, or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white, so go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing, from banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. <laughs>